All right, everybody, welcome back to the Rough Draft Podcast. Matt Giannettino live from Florida, not Long Island for once. And Andy Pryles, I won't make the mistake this time and say Maryland, Massachusetts, Babson College. He's live. Welcome back. How are we, everybody? What a wonderful episode we got planned for you. And you got a, and you got a mic finally. You got had some technical issues last time with the sound. Yeah, I got a mic. Uh, I look like a twelve-year-old playing Xbox, but uh, hey, it helps with the sound. That's all we need. It's all about the content. So if we get good content rolling out, we, as long as we can hear you, it works out well. So uh, let's start off with uh, this is our sixth episode now. We've been kind of touching on some some uh, positions and stuff like that, and. We're getting near the end here. We're getting three weeks, I believe. Three weeks uh, this week will be the day of the draft. Um, three weeks from Thursday, excuse me. And, um, you know, it's an exciting time, and, and we're getting down to the wire. I think we're going to do little cornerbacks today, which which is pretty deep. Awesome. Deep class, ton of talent. going to be great. Absolutely, yeah. So I think this is a position along with the tight ends where – if you need uh, those two positions, you can get some some quality talent uh, on, on that side of the offense is on the tight end, and then on the side of the defense, you get the cornerback position. So it's a lot to uh, look forward to if you if you need that uh, position. So um, with that said, Andy, do you have anything you want to say on this class at all? I uh, just. An interesting aspect is there's plenty of tall corners, which usually you can't really find height, but uh. You got Kevin King, Humphreys, pretty big, Tankersley, uh, Akel Witherspoon, a lot of tall, rangy corners on the outside. Yep, Which I think that's that's a great point, and I think a lot of times, also a lot of guys want to get end up move get moved. They don't want to get moved, but they end up moving uh, to corner. Excuse me, to safety from corner. Um, but I think it's very seldom that you find a really good guy who was converted from corner to safety. And who succeeds? I mean, right off the bat, you think of, um, you know, Charles Woodson, um, Teron Matthew is another guy. Um, uh, we're talking corner to safety, right? Corner to safety. He played a little corner, I believe, at LQ, yeah. right? Yeah, then obviously McCordy. Uh, yep. Drafted his corner. Yep. Moved. But, and then, I mean, but other than that, there's not many guys who can do it and then do it well. Definitely. So. Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of guys, like, uh, a lot of times, like Kevin King, um, you know, he, he's the kind of guy that I think some people have, sh- you know, shown interest in at, at safety, possibly. Um, but, again, it reminds me of the conversation we've had with the offensive tackles, moving him into guard. Um, it's very tough to, to make that, you know, uh, tra- transition. I think it's easier said than done, so. Uh, something to keep an eye out with these guys moving forward. And then, of course, I think on the flip side of that, in the cornerback spot, it is an undersized corner. And a lot of times they want to move guys into the nickel spot. Yeah, definitely. And uh, a lot of corners, it's tough to excel in the nickel because it's all about agility, three cone and such. But uh, there's a few corners in this class undersized that can fit that bill. Right. And I think uh, of uh, an inside corner that – and that makes a good one from a bad one, really, I think, to me, is being able to make tackles. You know, um, 
the ability to make tackles over the middle, not be afraid of contact because you're going over the middle just as much as you had that conversation with a slot receiver. Um, you know, can you go over the middle, worry about getting hit? Uh, same thing, I think, goes for the for the slot corner. You know, can he make a tackle um, against a shiftier guy that's either hit or miss, you know, and then that becomes either an 80 or a touchdown or, you know, a game-saving tackle, you know, for argument's sake. So uh, definitely something to look at when you put guys in the slot too. So uh, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah. All right, so moving on. Um We'll do our rankings, and then we'll do some guys that we think are sleepers, X-Factors, stuff like that. Uh, keep an eye on. Maybe some busts we want to talk about. Um, real quick, I want to discuss um, Sidney Jones, who unfortunately got hurt at his pro day and tore his Achilles. Um, definitely an unfortunate thing. He was most likely, I'd say, a surefire first-round pick, uh, safe to say, with him. Easily. Cornerback two off the board, probably go to Eagles at 14. So, you know, it's a tough, tough situation with him. Uh, we'll definitely mention him. I don't have him in my top five only because of the injury, but I would have if he didn't get injured. Um, I don't know, but how's that for you, Andy? Same, or did you leave him? Yeah, I, I've been going back and forth. I think it's tough, but I think I would still take him in the late second round. He's probably a third-round pick at this point, but – the deep contending teams that uh, can afford to wait on him, maybe. I read he's going to play this year, so if you can wait till like, week 12 after the pop, who knows? Right. Like, for a team, like you said, like a later contending team, like for me, you know, of course I'll say because I'm a Giants fan, but the Giants, you know, you got DRC coming off the books next year. He's getting older, and you got two stud corners in, in Jenkins and Apple, of course, behind him. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad guy, honestly, to go get in the third round. Uh, especially if everything checks out medically, you know, maybe even if he doesn't play this year, but he'll be 110% for next year and the years prior up, um, you know, seeding that, um, that would be great. So teams like that to keep an eye on. I think even maybe a team to watch too for him could be the Steelers um, later on, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, so, all right, you want to start it up, the ratings? Let's start it up. Uh, all right. About a top seven prospect, I got him, probably seventh overall. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback, Ohio State. His whole thing is uh, he has rare recovery speed. Uh, if he's getting beat, he just has the acceleration, athleticism to get there. Fluid hips, change of direction. Projects a shutdown corner. He's uh, he's not as technically sound as his teammate uh, Conley, but he has, he has the highest upside in this draft. He's not a perfect prospect by any means as uh, – you know, sometimes you can get beat on double moves and stuff like that, but he's definitely a high-talent prospect, and uh, he'd be a good fit on the Jets, Titans, and that range. Yeah, I think uh, I have Lattimore as well. I really like him. I, I like the way he stays with receivers. And then, again, like you said, when he gets beat, he has really good recovery speed, um, you know, really good instincts. He can catch. Uh, you know, I like him a little bit more as a prospect compared to, like, an Eli Apple. Um and I even like Gary on Conley compared to Eli Apple from last year um, because, you know, he doesn't – he's not as grabby. Um, he really does a great job of staying with the receiver. Um, I, I really like the Ohio State corners. They're like the press man corner. Um, of course, the system that, you know, we run with the Giants is is that kind of man-on-man. So I tend to like those corners because that's what we play. Uh, so I like Gladimore. I think he's a high-end prospect. Honestly, he's top – 
he, you know, it's hard to say. I don't want to say top five lock, but he's a top ten lock in my eyes. Definitely uh, CB one off the board for me. So. Yeah, yeah. Who's your comparison? I see him similar to Talib. He's he doesn't, he doesn't have Patrick Peterson's athleticism, but some type of press corner like that, tall. Yeah, I'd say uh, I'd say Talib is a, is a good one. Um, and you know, I don't. It's hard because this is he. It's tough with him. I would I would say Talib would be the closest thing uh, that you would compare him to. Um, Especially like the size factor, and I think the, the physicality plays a role um, as well because Talib is pretty physical, as we know. Um, so yeah, I'd be comfortable with saying that for sure. Definitely. And then uh, number two corner is definitely one of my harder takes in the draft is uh, Desmond King. Uh, a lot of people have him at safety, but when I watched, he had the most impressive instincts of any corner in this class. Uh, his back pedal was really quick. And he brings the physicality of a safety at the position, wants to hit people, wants to tackle, wants to make big plays. Right. Uh, captain, change direction. His negatives, obviously, he's probably a shade above or under 5'10", and his average speed. And I know people think you can't play man coverage, but uh, the limited times he did play at Iowa, I was definitely impressed. And uh, I compare him to, like, a Logan Ryan, but higher upside. And I think for a team like the Steelers, it'd be an awesome pick, especially in that zone scheme. So that's my number two. Wow. And a lot of people have brought him over to the safety position. And this this is one of those guys that everyone says, well, we'll just put him over to safety. And, you know, I think, you know, Des King, he won the um, the quarterback of the year award last year, did he not? I believe two years or ago. Best, yeah. Was it best DB or was it best, co- like, corner? I think it was best defensive back. Okay. Positive. Interesting. All right. So, a very safe play, I'll say that high floor. Okay. Um, interesting. It definitely, like you said, hot take, but that's what we're here for hot takes. Um, yeah. For, see, for me, I, I, my second guy is going to be really interesting because I don't like Humphrey, and I think a lot of people will have to have Humphrey here at this point. Uh, I don't. I have Gary on Conley. Um, again, another guy who I think is. Technically sound, um, you know. You said it earlier. He guy's a technician. Um, you know, I think again. You know, you look at his athletic ability as far as his length, uh, especially with bigger receivers in the NFL. Um, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be able to keep up with those guys. You want to put him on on that, and then at the same time, he's got. He's got pretty good. I think him and Lattimore, in my opinion, have the two best ball skills out of any corners in this draft. Uh, and I think that shows up on tape, um, and that shows up in their in their game and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think the problem with this draft is, you know, you got a guy like Sidney Jones that goes down. Now he's out of the conversation, in all honesty, just because of – not because of where I think he'll go in the NFL, just because of what's going on right now. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough, but I'm going to go with Conley just because he's a technician and his ball skills along with his, his length and his body, uh, will definitely help him, um, against the more physical, bigger receivers in the NFL, which a lot of times that that's what will happen in the NFL. You know, you get bigger guys and you put, uh, put them on a rookie and you just hope you kind of, uh, physically abuse them. 
But I, I don't think Conley you know, will let that happen. So I like him a lot. Yeah, and then uh, after my first two corners, these next three are very close. I've actually flipped them a lot. But uh, currently, Garen Conley's my third corner in the first of the tier two guys, like you said. He's versatile. He, he plays the slot and the outside, which is great in this day and age. Great deep speed. Some of the best deep speed I saw. Fluid hips. Uh, only thing I saw was he got beat on a lot of comeback routes, and I changed the direction, but that's the really only negative I saw, which concerned me. Right. High-end number two corner. Uh, similar to that. I'm not sure if he can be a premier number one, but I think he's definitely a safe player. Like the next corners we'll talk about definitely have risk involved. Interesting. Yeah. Um, my next three guys, like you said, are very, very close. Um, I put Kevin King here based off of his size. Um, I think that's also a negative for him. Um, based off, he is very, he's pretty thin. He's not, he's not, I don't know how physically he could hold up. Um, but again, you know, talk about length in the arms, uh, press guy, um, his tackling's a little iffy at times as well, um, which out of a bigger corner, I think a lot of people automatically assume, okay, he's a big guy, so he could tackle. Um, but sometimes he, he struggles with tackling. Um, but again, he's just a really good press man corner. Um, he's kind of a higher riser, I think, now in this draft as, as it's getting closer to draft. And I think that's what the draft's all about. Once guys kind of uh, come up in the um, you know, in the process and, and that whoever is kind of hot late, whoever's stock is hot late, kind of sometimes gets the edge. Um, but he, he's played a little of everything, played a little safety, a little corner, um, pretty good hips for a bigger guy too, which is, you know, you watch some guys like Rasul Douglas at, at West, West Virginia. He struggles at six foot three. Um, you know, and sometimes these guys can be compared to linebackers just because of how big they are and they struggle with movement. So, He's pretty fluid in that sense, and uh, the only thing that worries me is his his frame. You know, his build, uh, his length is good, but uh, and his tackling can be a little iffy at times. But uh, I like uh, Kevin King. I think he'll sneak in the bottom end of the first round there. Yeah, absolute freak athlete. I know Seattle will love that. Yep. And then uh, my number four corner. Uh, some people have been high on him, such as Jeremiah. He's mocked him to nineteenth. But some people have him in the second or third round. I'm a fan. Is uh, Chidobia Woozy, Colorado corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the biggest guy, but I love his physicality. Press man corner. Uh, plays a slot and outside, similar to uh, Conley. Conley, but an f- awesome slot blitzer. I saw him sack the quarterback, get quarterback hits, cause interceptions. Just I love that aspect of him. And he's similar like Amika Hyde. Type player. I just think he'll be very feisty, solid in man coverage, and uh, just a definitely all around player to have. Yeah, I, I like him in the slot. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Chris Harris, like his toughness. Oh, uh, so I like him. I like I like watching him on film. I like his quick twitch, his read and react. Um, he could diagnose a play pretty quickly. I like that. Uh, tough dude. Um, you know, he his size, like you said. He lacks in the size category, but, you know, he really is physical guy, really good, um, you know, like instincts, like I said. Um, you know, he's going to he's gonna be a little bit more weak. Let me see if I can put this. His problem with, I think, is 
tackling, and I don't think it's because he's a bad tackler. I just think he's not going to be able to – sometimes maybe he gets there too quick because of his anticipation. Sometimes I think that um, he's just not – it's really hard to explain, I think, unless you, you – know, if you play football, you'd understand kind of what I'm saying. But once he gets there, I think he has a hard time finishing is what I'm trying to say. So he'll be the kind of guy that will he'll make a tackle, but it will be like when the whistle blows, kind of thing, and like he doesn't get the guy down. You know what I mean? He's that kind of player. I saw that. I so, that. so that's where I see with him for sure. So anyway, after that long explanation of why Awuzie isn't the greatest tackler in the world, yeah, but he's my number three as well. I really like his game, and uh, be be in Colorado in two weeks, watch their spring game. So maybe he'll be there. Beautiful. I doubt it. It's like the day. It's like a couple weeks before the draft. I don't think he'll be there. He'll be playing by a house. Yeah. All right. Who's your next corner? Uh, am I up for number? Uh, he's oh, he's my corner. He's my number four. Oh, sweet. No. Oh, yes. Same page. Beautiful. Yes. So, so uh, yep. My number, my number four. This is he's in the same tier too, mostly because it's upside. But these are where the corners when you watch them, you'll start seeing like them get toasted. You know what I'm trying to right, say? Yep. Absolutely. The top guys, you never saw Conley get beat deeper. Right. No. Chris White out of LSU. This guy, he's interesting because he's he's tall, but he's still he was manned up in the slot, slot a lot. A lot. One yeah. Thing I like about him, he his arms are really long. Like, damn. And yeah, he is lengthy. Change of direction. And uh, the, the negatives though, it sucks the corner. He's not very fluid. And he's inconsistent. Chad Kelly lit him up. And he's timid in the run. But he definitely, when you watch him, you see, like, he could be a high upside corner with the length, height. And when he plays well, it's awesome technique. It just, he's an inconsistent corner. But the upside, he's definitely uh, worth a late first. I'm not sure if he should go in the top 15 that I've seen. Okay. Interesting. Um, My... Fifth corner, I I don't really like Tredavious White, um, but my fifth corner is Fabian Moreau from UCLA, uh, another kind of like late riser in the draft process. Um, he's had some medical history, so I think that could hurt him uh, and definitely cement him in the second round, uh, maybe mid-second round at that. Um, but he's a guy that reminds me a lot of Eli Apple. Um, when you put the tape on with him, again, a lot of these guys besides Wouzier are bigger guys, uh, lengthy guys. Um, that's what Moreau has, but I see a little bit of grabbing and tugging, um, which can be a problem. Um, his his foot speed is pretty good too, which I like. Um, and I think he's just a solid guy, um, but he reminds me a lot of Eli Apple in size and, and just ability as a prospect. Uh, I think um, Eli Apple was a little quicker and faster, um, but – you know, at times I think, you know, he could struggle um, when, you know, he's in off coverage. Um, and I think that may hurt him. And, again, his medical. But, you know, he's a guy I watched at the East-West Shrine game and the uh, the Senior Bowl. He, yeah, he got a little grabby, but he stays right on top of the receiver, um, reacts pretty quickly, and he's a good, pretty good tackler. So I like Fabian Moreau, uh, 206 pounds, you know, six foot. That's, that's pretty decent. So. Um, you know, UCLA's got some pretty good defensive talent. Um, and, you know, I think they keep putting it out with Tack McKinley and uh, Baby Moreau this year. 
Interesting, interesting. You don't like White? I don't like Monroe. Uh, where do you, you personally go. have uh, White? Do you have him in your top ten? Uh, he's in, he is in my top ten, yeah. Yeah, Monroe just slides in there, so we'll get to him. Okay. But, uh, at uh, number f- number six, uh, Kevin King, as you mentioned previously, mostly for the fact he put up absolutely freak combine numbers, historic at 6'3". Uh, press corner, he'll be on the outside. I think he's a great fit for the cover three schemes. Uh, I don't, I don't trust his change of direction ability. Uh, I could see him definitely getting beat on certain routes, but at this point, at cornerback six, he has elite upside. So you got to go get him. Uh, that's interesting. My guy, who um, I kind of want to stay away from, just because I think he is. Uh, what do I call him? Who's the guy? Uh, who's the guy in the Jets from the Jets who they drafted from Alabama? D. Milner. Yes, D. Milner. So he's D. Milner 2.0, I think. Um, you know, really good hips, long striding, big guy, frame, length, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, again, I think he has a really bad problem with once he gets kind of like beat, even if he's still with the guy in a way, when he has to turn his back, he's a he's a rough player. Um, and I think he's, you know, he just – Everything about him just like screams D Milner. Like he's got injury problems. He's you know, um, he's just like that. I don't know. He looks just like him, honestly. And I, I don't really about a big fan of his game, but I think the positives are worth a shot. Especially again, like you said, at CB six. Like, I mean, the the, the talent's there. Definitely. So, interesting. Cornerback seven. I think at this point, I would actually draft injured Sidney Jones. We're talking like late second. I would take him and just wait on him. I love his talent over these other guys, but grab with him. So my seventh corner outside of him is Quincy Wilson, uh, Florida corner. I know Matt Miller absolutely loves this guy. Has him like number one corner. I don't see that. He's a tall press physical corner, but he has average speed and fluidity. fluidity so he's like He'll need the right scheme. Like, if you have an elite corner on the other side and you have, like, a safety to help out a lot of receiving corps. But, yeah, he's he's a tall press corner, but I just don't see the speed in Florida to be, like – he's like Lattimore without the athleticism. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a big thing with this, this draft class because, like, again, I'll bring up a guy, like, next, like, Tredavious White. And, like you said, all these all, all these corners, for the most part, are pretty big guys. Who honestly, I think they, you know, they can flip their hips really well. Tredavious White does a really good job at that. Um, you know, I think his his back pedals are pretty smooth. Again, the only thing with him, like you said, is plays in the slot. Um, you know, primarily in the slot. Um, and I think if you're drafting a guy in the first round, second round, I don't know if you're going to be drafting a slot corner. Um, you know, and again, he's the kind of guy like a Woozier which I saw he kind of struggled with his finishing, with tackling. Um, so, you know, I think because of his length and his – he kind of like – he I, would you say he's kind of like lanky? I'd say, you know, he's got those long arms kind of – Yeah, definitely a long arm, lanky, thin corner. Right, and I think that may be one of his reasons um, for that. You know, his instincts are okay, um, but I don't think they're like – 
Awuzie, like who I have two spots above him. But uh, again, you know, he's obviously played played pretty well um, and can can really uh, play against high level competition. So I do like Tre'Davious White, just a little bit lower than a couple other guys. Solid. And then uh, my seventh corner guy, who was probably top five, top ten pick in August, tumbled to the third round is uh, Tease Tabor. And uh, when I did these rankings, I didn't, I thought I was low on him at cornerback seven, but now that looks like right where it is. Finesse off man corner, he, he was he wasn't impressed much. He was off. Natural change of direction. He had pretty good instincts. He'd rely on his athleticism, but he's not. He's timid versus the run, and he's not going to get in a receiver's face. But if you're a team that runs off man coverage, I think he could definitely help a team. And uh, I like him in the third round at this point. It's shame he's run so bad at the combine and pro day and all this. Yeah, I don't. He the way he runs, man. I got to stay away from. I think in the top ten. Um, I never was a really big fan of of him and. Quincy Wilson, um, I, I don't know. I just watched their film, and I didn't really like any of it. Um, that face right there probably should have just told you all of it. Um, I I wasn't really sold on, on him just because he's – I don't know. He's just like he's very – I don't know. He's just he, – he, <laughs> I'd rather have Quincy Wilson any day of the week. Quincy Wilson to me is more of a a man guy, and I think look at like I compare um, Tease Tabor to Vernon Hargraves just with less like tenacity. I I just don't see it in his game. He yeah, he's quick and stuff like that, but I I don't know. I don't like him. Um, anyway, I'll get back to my guy seven. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, with. Jordan Lewis from Michigan. I actually really like him. Uh, you don't like him? Uh, he's just so small. That's the thing. But well, yeah, no, he is small, and I, that's the thing. When I before the season started, I I didn't really know um, much about Jordan Lewis. See, like I think for myself, uh, compared to most like guys who who scout the draft, analyze the draft. I don't really scout them like years in advance. Like I don't, you know what I mean. Like I don't know who's in the 2019 draft class. Like I know a couple guys in 18. But I'm not like doing that. So when I first watched a couple of Michigan games, I started really liking Jordan Lewis. Um, I mean, of course, Peppers is the guy over there, and Taco Charlton, and and Chris Warmly gets some praise. But I, I think Jordan Lewis, you know, again, talk about his size. Yeah, he definitely lacks his size, um, but he's a really, really quick player. Um, who I think has pretty good hips. Um, and I, I think he's just really solid. Um, you know, I think his, his speed is there. Um, and again, I think, you know, he has off the field problems, which could hurt him, but I think he had like a domestic abuse case. Um, you know, and we'll see if that comes back to haunt him or he'll just be like miraculously, uh, you know, he'll be fine. He'll be like, no, nah, charges are dropped. You're good. Um, but I really do like him. I think he's physical. I think, um, you know, from what I saw out of him, I thought he had pretty good ball skills. Um, but, yeah, his size is, is pretty brutal, I think. What does he check in at? Five foot two? Five, honestly, I don't even know. Five nine. <laughs> five, five nine? I don't think so. Really? I really don't. And then that, like, my point I was going to say is uh, I do like his film, but just – 
teams like the Packers openly will not draft a corner if they're under 5'11". Well, like some gonna, teams are like very strict. I'm going to look this up. I mean, he may, he may be 5'9". I just feel like he's 5'2". Let's see, Jordan Lewis. Oh, boy. Let's see what we got. What? It's beautiful. What, Jordan Lewis? 5'2". Uh, he's 5'10". Just kidding. He looks like he's 5'2", honest to God. He's not five. No, five foot two is like a woman. Um, he's not. He is not that. All right. So anyway, I digress from that. All right, go ahead. So your CB eight. My CB eight. Uh, late riser. I watched him a couple of games and I really like his game. I might even move him up. Is uh, Killer Witherspoon, cornerback, uh, Colorado. Just a really tall, tall corner, similar to other guys, but physical. In there, when the ball's thrown at him, he knows what he's doing. Uh, deflecting the way, he's not the best athlete, change of direction, any of that, but uh, he's moving up there for me as a potential like number two tall outside corner. You could place on these big physical receivers, have a safety above him. I'm a fan of his game, yeah. I like him too. I just started watching some of his stuff as well, and uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of him actually. When I went to the Fordham's pro day. Um, the Jets had a scout there from CU. He's a Colorado guy, and he's friends with a couple guys on the team. We were talking about at Witherspoon. And he said he's, you know, talk about his game a little bit and was able to watch him. And I did like what I saw, saw from him as well. Uh, a guy, you know, here for me at eight, just like you had him a couple picks ago, Sidney Jones. Um, you know, I think, again, the talent is just is there it's too much you know it's too much at this point to not take him um if everything checks out um you know he can he can be a big big uh support to uh like i said a team that doesn't need him right away um and it's a shame that he did get hurt like we talked about but um you know he really he really is a pretty good corner who did a really good job uh pretty good tackler um another guy is really good instinctively uh, again, for a bigger guy, he can backpedal quick feet, um, and again, you know, flip his hips and and really stay on top of a guy. So I don't think people are going to wear him down. Um, you know, I read, I did a, a watched an interview, excuse me, of him. You know, where he talks about all the film work he puts in and um, really likes to study the game. So that's important too, and he's able to you know read and react a little quicker uh, come game day. So he doesn't get beat as much in that sense. So I, I, I love Sidney Jones, honestly. And again, it's really unfortunate what happened with him. Yeah. I can still get him in the third. It's great. Get a tier one corner that late. Uh, just curious to see what team jumps on that. Yeah. But uh, at this point in the draft, I, I call these the tier four corners. These are high upside players that like week one, just because they're very top players. Right. I have tied for ninth because to me, they're like similar players. I, I know you disagree, but uh, Fabian Morrow and Dory Jackson tied for ninth. Just two elite athletes, similar size, man corners. They're aggressive players. Uh, they're grabby at times, and uh, they get beat a decent amount. Uh, I'm not too high on either of these players, but, you know, with coaching, they could become very good. I'm just not completely sold on either player per se, but both awesome athletes. Okay. From the Pac-12. There you go. There we go. Um, my guy here at number nine is um, Tredavious White, like you said. Um, I, I think my biggest thing with him is I just don't like his 
uh, I don't know if it's his inability to play outside or just his exclusivity that he played on the inside. Um, because I think teams are going to ask him to go outside. Um, and then with that sense, I mean, yeah, he's long. We've talked about it. A lot of these corners are. Um, but if he's, you know, he's the kind of guy that he just, to me, he just didn't, I don't know, he didn't show much on film where I'm like, okay, wow, like he's, you know, he's a top three corner. You know, um, he looked average, um, looked very like, like he's looking all over the place for what comes next and he doesn't really find it. Um, I think he gets stuck in that and I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of him. I, I have him at nine. I don't know. I, I know you like him, but again, that's where we differ with Moreau and uh, with him there. And definitely uh, you're hoping the Eagles get him then. Yeah, I am. Hoping. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Yes. I know you're going to like my guy for number 10 though. I know you'll like that. Sweet. And then uh, my number 10, this is one of my least favorite prospects in the draft. Just Marlon Humphrey. Where do I start? The positives, he's an imposing physical corner at the line of scrimmage, but limited schematically. Here's the deal. I just think if the majority of the receivers in the league are going to toast this guy, he gets beat at the line of scrimmage way too often. If he doesn't have the quicks for the NFL, I think the best hope for him is like a Brandon Browner role where you just place him and hope he presses the hell out of the guy. I just – I'm not sold on his quicks. I just think he got beat a lot for me, and I don't see the hype on him. Okay. All right. Hey, go get him. So, all right, so you don't like the hype on him. Nope. But what about a guy that I'm going to put at 10, who I know you like, because he's got the guts. He's all in. Cordrea Tankersley, number 10 from Clemson. What do you think about it? I like this guy a lot. Um, okay. Good amount. What's that? I like him a decent amount. Especially yeah, I think he's I think he's super physical. Um, again, I think that can hurt him at times because he, he's very grabby. He seems maybe sometimes a little too out of control with it. Uh, I think that could be his, his biggest flaw. Um, but a lot of times guys who are aggressive, they need to learn how to kind of maintain that, put the – blinders on and and figure out when they have to do it when they can't um you know i think he's got really good ball skills too um so that's a guy that you you coach him up you take you say listen you gotta pump pump the brakes on the physicality where you're gonna get some penalties and you know trust your ball skills and and that that press ability especially if you put him in a press system um it'll be great um but again, I think he sometimes his um, his transitions can be bad, which can hurt him. He seemed to me like a choppy kind of player, um, yeah, where not smooth. not smooth, right? Choppy in his you know in his breaks in his transition when he flips his hips. And again, that could be something that can be corrected with coaching. Um, but I think for him, I like him a ten solid player, winning program, big time football. Um, Kind of like a, a dog, I like to say. Kind of reminds me of um, the way his attitude, like uh, Mackenzie Alexander, who came out of Clemson uh, last year. Kind of just one of those players who, a little cocky, but I, I like it. Yeah, he's uh, he was actually my one of my dark horse corners. I was going to mention. I just like you said, I love his attitude. He's over aggressive, but that that attitude will definitely get him somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. So All right. Then, uh, for corners outside the top ten, anyone you're looking at? I yeah, I think for me, I, I really like uh, the kid from 
Miami, uh, Corn Elder. Um, small guy, but he's really, really quick twitch. I like that. His read and react is really good. Uh, good tackler. Uh, size is obviously an issue with him. Um, you know, but I, I don't know if that's if the power will, will hurt him due to his quick twitch ability off the line to react. Um, just think he, he can come in and he'll get you, you know, a couple rotational corner plays in a game. And if a guy goes down, you know, he has to step in and play. I think he can. Definitely. He was uh, number two on my uh, dark horses. Great minds think alike. Wow. Uh, another guy I definitely like, and he's uh, pretty late down there, is uh, the guy that plays across your boy, Jordan Lewis, Stribling. Okay. He's uh He doesn't have the – Typical NFL athleticism. That's why you can get him in the fifth or sixth round. Yep. But for a tall guy, I'd really like his technique. Knew what he was doing. Competitive in coverage. I, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of his game. I think he'll, he'll be a play on a roster for years to come. Like you said, for similar to Elder, like a backup player. Player, if he has to come in, you're not screwed. You're not getting toasted with like every, every NFL fan has backup corners where they come in the game. You had that guy last year, Trevin Wade. And you're like just screaming at the team. Please. Like dribbling are important where like solid backups don't have the athleticism, but know what they're doing will be competitive. Okay. Interesting. Um, another guy for me, I really tend to I watched a lot of film on, uh, got better as the draft process went on. Um, is Russell Douglas from West Virginia. Brought him up a little bit before. Big corner. Uh, I believe he checks in at what his He's like six two, six three, and he's pretty lanky. Um, he's big though. He's very muscular up top, um, big up top, small on the bottom. I think it kind of hurts him on uh, that aspect. Um, he's pretty physical. He's a beast with ball skills. I don't think anyone's really taking that away from him. Could definitely see him moving down into strong safety just because, uh, or excuse me, any really any safety spot. I hate to use the free safety, strong safety because a lot of teams don't do that anymore. But with his ball skills, his size, um, and his ability to be able to backpedal where he's not so much like a linebacker, but he could still get it done. Um, I really like him and his versatility that he could bring to a club. Um, you know, be a fourth corner or again be like a a safety in the league. I, I like his game a lot. Watched him quite a bit. Uh, he's a Nassau County Community College transfer, which is right by uh, where I live in Long Island. So. Uh, heard a lot about him uh, all the time, but now he's, you know, coming out from West Virginia. So interesting prospect. I like him a lot. I like his measurables. Another big ass corner. Yep. What a draft. And then uh, one last guy is uh, Brandon Wilson. He's the corner across Howard Wilson. Uh, one thing I just thought was interesting is pro day. He ran like a 4-3. He scored touchdowns at Houston as a running back, kick returner, punt returner, and on defense. And, uh, you know, coaches, Belichick, love four-down players. Right. Uh, versatile. It's all slot only. He only played the slot there. Maybe you get a good special teams guy in the sixth, seventh round. Could back up running back, like every spot, special teams gunner. Just like those type of players. Okay. Interesting. I, I got a kid here. Um, another guy to look out for based off his combine time of uh, the 40. believe he ran a 4-3 or – let me see. I'm gonna look it up. You're not sorry. Four two eight. So sub four three. Uh, Jalen Myrick. Myrick. 
Jalen Myrick from Minnesota. Yeah. So this kid's got really good feet. Um, really, really fast. Um, sometimes he's too fast, gets to the receiver a little bit early. Um, but I like his feet. I like his ability to compete and his speed is really, really good. So he could stay with really anybody. Um, today's NFL is all about obviously size and speed. He lacks one, has the other. Um, I think he'd be able to be really good in the slot, sticking with guys like, you know, John Ross, Deshaun Jackson, um, Sterling Shepard, you know, uh, Julian Edelman. He's got the speed. He's got the quicks. Um, but again, his size, he could get bullied a little bit, and that's why he's, you know, just obviously a dark horse guy for me. Definitely. Uh, it's interesting. CBS has him like 75th overall. But everywhere else I look, I can't really find him. So that's curious. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, any guys that you think could be taken, or excuse me, uh, that will be taken higher that shouldn't be? Because definitely my main people I'd say for that is uh, Fabian Monroe, just the project. Um, Humphrey's number one, as I said. Not he's one of my busts of this draft class. Uh, mm-hmm. I would take Lattimore at his spot. I would take White at his spot. Conley's a great pick. Tease Tabor and Wilson are both wildcats. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that because I think they're those guys that can just – it's amazing too because I talked about this on another – when I was on uh, a guest on another podcast, the defensive talent that came out out of Florida. Like let's think about that for a second. You got – um, last year you had um, the safety, Keanu Neal. This year you have Marcus May. Uh, linebacker for the Falcons, right? Deion Jones? Deion Jones went to LSU. Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, it's okay. But they have Jared Davis, Alex Anzalone coming out this year. They have Caleb Brantley. They have Brian Cox coming out this year. They had Dante Fowler a couple years ago. Marcus May. Uh, Marcus May, I said, with uh, Keanu Neal was back there. Um, Vernon Hargraves. Um, yeah, trying to think of them. The corners have been. I think, you know, like Vernon Hargraves was, you know, he was a guy who, like, before high school, like, before college, coming out of high school, he was, you know, watch this guy, watch this guy, he's a beast. Yeah, the same thing happened with Tease Tabor, I believe. So, you know, they're like, watch, he's, you know, he's, he's the guy across from Vernon Hargraves, and he's got a weird name. So everyone's like, take a look at him. But I, everyone else was more impressed by Quincy Wilson, I feel. And I think Quincy Wilson gets overlooked a lot. I do think he, he's been hyped up as well, but I think he could still pan out a little bit better than Tease Tabor. So. And then uh, just as a thing, like, the, th- the thing about the cornerback position, it's very, like, Risky, you know, 2014 draft, you're looking at Gil- Justin Gilbert was the number one corner taken. Then Kyle Fuller. Yeah. Darquise denied. Jason Verrett was, is a great corner. Roby's done solid. Corners, three of them were bust. And, uh, it's a, that position scares me in the first round. So I, I de- you definitely want to make sure, like, you're getting a guy who can play. Like, Kevin King is definitely a dicey pick. It's funny too because I, I, you know, I was about to say something and then I kind of thought about it before I said it. I almost said that cornerback has changed into the running back position as far as first round. So you stay away from running backs in the first round, according to the NFL scouts. Um, 
because the talent hasn't developed. But, you know, the need for corners are so large based off of, you know, five wide, four wide. You know, you don't want to expose a linebacker. Some safeties can't cover. Um, you know, you put them in the box now. They're not going to be able to, you know, stay with those guys. So it's interesting that, you know, the cornerback position is at such a need. You know, there's so many times where, you know, I watch the Giants and their fourth corner needs to come in the game or needs to come in for a couple games or a couple plays or whatever it comes down to, you know, that can – that can get exposed by teams, you know, smart offensive coordinators can take advantage of that. Um, I don't know. I think it's a pretty undervalued position. And since the depth is there in this draft, I think this is more of a, a class where you not so much get the top end talent, but the, since the depth's there, you're going to get more quality depth lower to give you depth on your team uh, further on. So curious your take on that. 100%. Cornerback depth matters so much in this league. I mean, not to be cliche, but, Kyle Arrington was getting toasted in the Super Bowl. We had to put in an undrafted Malcolm Butler. He stepped up, got passes defended before the pick. You need depth every year. We've lost AFC titles because people like Marquis Cole have to come in. They get roasted by Anquan Bolden. Depth is huge. And uh, I in this draft, like certain teams like the Eagles, they might have to draft three corners. Like, it's crazy. Right. I agree. Um, so there is some breaking news on the show. Um, Andy does not know about this, but, um, we have a university of Maine product that is, uh, where the show is a big fan of him. And I think he's now a big fan of the show. Uh, he just gave the rough draft podcast a follow on Twitter and myself. Um, but I think he might be coming on the show soon, maybe next week. Maybe we'll get an interview in maybe this week if we can. Um, which is which is really cool, and then there's there's rumblings, there's rumors circulating in the air. So we have this draft season hype that there's a possibility that we can get uh, o- Oklahoma defensive tackle Charles Walker on the program. So that'd be huge for the program as well. Um, so listen, whatever we could get would be great. Uh, of course, Charles Walker would be something that I don't think we, anyone would have thought of, but kind of been reaching out to some people and uh pat richard is another guy is it richard right yeah that's that's awesome i just saw that uh he's listening just uh you know he had his pro day up there ran a one four eight ten yard split you should watch his tape he's he's like defensive tackle i definitely think he's gonna get picked fourth fifth round i just think teams are gonna see that explosion and take a gamble on him He's a great late-round pick, and I'd love to have him on the show. Awesome. So hopefully we can get Pat on. Pat, if you're listening, brother, please come on, and uh, we'll we'll get your, try to get your name out there. So uh, it would be, be great if he could come on and, uh, you know, support the show, and we can support him and be good. So anyway, uh, Andy, any, any last words? Anything else you want to chime in? Three weeks till the draft. It's getting interesting. Uh, we'll see what happens, and hopefully we get – this has been great getting Matthias McKinnon on the show, Rick Saratella. Yeah. I love, I'm loving the guests. Year one's been going great. We have big plans for year two, and uh, hopefully we can wrap this year up with some great guests, great takes. Maybe yeah. a mock draft 3.0, whatever works. Absolutely. That look, look for that coming. Uh, let's do. Let's do one for for the listeners uh, next week. Fantastic. All right. So for Andy Priles, I am Matt Gennettino, and that is a wrap.
week number six, episode number six. Um, keep it locked here. Rough Draft Podcast, old news, notes, and hot takes from around the NFL draft process. So, again, Matt Genetino for Andy Prowls signing off. Have a good week, everyone. Have a great week. Peace.